Hello, and this is Estevo Montoya. Welcome to the Trout Talk Podcast, where we talk about trout and uh, fly fishing and all sorts of things to try to help you catch more trout. And in the very first uh, episode, I guess you would call it, that I uh, put out, it was really just about a three-minute long episode, not long, and I launched this podcast because I knew I needed to launch something, but to be honest, I was sick in that podcast. I get allergies, and we're in a time of year whenever everything's really dry and it just makes things worse, and so I wasn't quite all where I needed to be, and um, I'm going to go ahead and pretty much reintroduce myself, and I'm going to leave that one up because it's already started, has it listed in iTunes, but uh, my name is Estevan Montoya, and again, this Trout Talk podcast is going to be a podcast about catching trout. I am based in Albuquerque, New Mexico. I am the owner of uh, two brands that are in the fishing world. The first is Rocky Mountain Tenkara, where I produced a flagship rod that's a 12 feet in length, a Tenkara rod. And I use it out in um, little backcountry creeks and streams and open meadows out on the Rio Grande here in New Mexico even taking it out to the San Juan, which is a fishery known for some big trout, and it landed some 20-plus inch uh, brown trout and rainbow trout. And not only am I the owner of that, but I also have another site, and this this particular podcast is going to be under the umbrella of this other site, which is Trucha Loca. And the word trucha in Spanish means trout, and loca means crazy. So Trucha loca in Spanish translates in English to crazy trout. And um, on that particular site, we're going to sell different merchandise, uh, flies, uh, stickers, hats, uh, shirts, all that sort of thing. And so look forward to that. But that's under the umbrella, um, or this podcast is under the umbrella of that uh, particular brand, uh, Trucha loca. And so like I mentioned, I'm based in in Albuquerque, New Mexico. I'm going to tell you a little story here about how I got into fly fishing, and I hope this helps you. But I didn't uh, grow up fly fishing. I wasn't really around fly fishing. I'm also a pastor. And we started a church in Taos, New Mexico. And Taos is near the Rio Grande River, and there's multiple spots where you could fish the Rio Grande and and catch some trophy-sized trout. Uh, There's a lot of rivers all throughout northern New Mexico and little tiny creeks and streams, backcountry, and so forth. And... And so I used to bait fish, and then I went to uh, fishing with spinners like Panther Martins and Meps and so forth. And I kept seeing these places that they called quality waters. And these quality waters were really places where it was catch and release. And if you did catch, some of them had limitations where you could only keep two, where they had to be a certain length and different things like that. But um, the catch was you had to use a single barbless hook. It had to be a hard lure. It couldn't be... Um, you know, a worm with a with, and you pinch the barb on the hook or anything like that. It had to be like a fly, basically. And so at first, I started using um, Meps spinners. They had a, a a spinner that had a single hook, and I would pinch the barb and use that in the quality waters. And um, but I had some flies in my fishing uh, tackle, and I'd never used them. In fact, I had just a regular old four and a half foot little spin reel to fish in these areas that were tight with a tight canopy, and uh, I decided to, to throw a fly on there because I wasn't catching anything with my spinners and I just saw fish jumping everywhere. 
And so I tie one of those flies on. I had no idea how to fly fish, but I had to get a whole bunch of line out there. And I just kept whipping the thing back and forth, thinking that's how you do it. Because I see these guys, you know, false casting. And I thought you just had to keep on false casting the whole time until a fish jumped up and, and bit your fly. Well, I did that multiple times. And uh, fish kept rising for my fly, but then I'd pull it out of their mouth because, again, I thought that's how you did it. And so uh, eventually I actually was throwing the fly back and forth and I threw it out and I held it out long enough just with, for enough time for a little 10-inch brown trout to jump up and actually bite the fly that was still in the air. And it just, I mean, I was hooked after that. And it was just different to, to be able to, to initiate a response out of a fish. I'd already been using spinners and was trying to get them to respond. And I, I would fish these shallow waters and wear some polarized glasses and, and cast my spinner past the fish and, and then, you know, reel it up and hoping that it would catch their eyes or trying to initiate a response, a strike. And, uh, but after that, I was just set on fly fishing. And, but I didn't have a, a rig and I ended up finding a, a reel. And so I actually put the, the fly reel onto my four and a half foot um, rod and I taught myself how to fly fish on that. And eventually I was able to get a rod. There was a man in our church that was a police officer, but before he was a police officer, he was a fishing guide. And I didn't find this out till maybe about a, a couple weeks before they moved to Texas. And he gave me one of the rods he used to guide with, and it was a cheap Berkeley rod maybe, now you can buy it on the internet for 30, 40 bucks. But man, I put that reel on there and I went up to the mountains and I taught myself how to fly fish. Eventually I got into Tankara and uh, that's a whole other story for another time. But the simple fact is this, I was hooked on fly fishing. I took my uncle, he's just a couple years older than I and we do a lot of stuff on the mountains. I took him out to a place called Rio Chiquito. And that means little river in Spanish. It's a little tiny stream where most of the stream is no wider than maybe 10 feet at the biggest parts of the stream. But every so often there were places that had beaver dams and the beaver dam would be, you know, all the water that was there would just backfill and it would end up being about half an acre in size, sometimes even bigger. And I took my uncle out to the, one of those spots and I was teaching him how to fly fish with my rinky-dick rig and got him out there and threw on a um, an elk hair caddis and he threw the fly out there and same thing he was trying to whip it back and forth and I was like no no you got to let it sit on the water for a little bit and he whipped it out there and then a brown trout came up it was about a 14 15 inch brown trout on these backcountry areas this is a good sized trout for where we're at but um, he let the the fly hit the water and then he whipped it back and when he did a brown trout came up for it and I said throw it right back in the same spot and he did and sure enough he uh he landed a, a brown trout on that, and uh, he was hooked as well. And, uh, you know, the rest is history. I've taken people out. I'm not a, a guide. I'm, I'm looking to get some stuff in order to guide, but I don't plan on doing it full time. But if the opportunity arises, I'll get out there and do it. But uh, uh, I just, I love trout fishing. Now, I've done other types of fishing. I've gone up to the Rio Grande River in between Española and Taos and even beyond that. And I've caught uh, bass on a trout rig. Um, we've gone to other places and, and caught, you know, your, what we call sucker fish. Um, there's a, what they call a Rio Grande chub out in some of these areas here in northern New Mexico. And I've caught other type of fish, but there's just something about the trout. Now, northern New Mexico is known for having 
four type of what we consider trout species. Um, the, the most common are the ones that are stocked, which would be the rainbow trout, triploid rainbow trout. They're interbred. They don't uh, um, spawn on their own, and so the, the government uh, stocks them. And then there's wild brown trout that are there, and, and those two trout are not native to New Mexico. Um, the rainbow trout, as we know, does come from um, the Pacific Northwest and, and the West Coast there, but uh, the brown trout, as we know, comes from Europe. And then there's a, a brook trout. And, um, you know, about brook trout, they're really char, but uh, they, they still are considered a, a trout-type species, and we have those all through here. And those, as you know, uh, are really the brook trout come from uh, the Appalachian Mountains and so forth. And then we have our very own native uh, Rio Grande cutthroat. And those are only in the high country. They're hard to get to. But, man, I love catching those fish. And then uh, down south, there's what they call the Gila trout. And it's very similar to what Arizona has called the Apache trout. And when you look at them, they're just pretty fish. And uh, I just I love catching them. They don't have a lot of big spots on them like a, a brown trout or even a cutthroat, a lot more fine spots, but just real pretty fish. And, and so the, the Gila trout and the Rio Grande cutthroat trout are native to New Mexico. The Gila is only found in southern New Mexico. The Rio Grande is found throughout northern New Mexico. And then you have the three other species mentioned, the, the rainbow, the brown, and the brook trout. And those are all throughout New Mexico. And uh, I have a personal goal to catch trout, uh, native trout, in, in all North America and the different states that have their different native species. I want to catch a golden trout and the different types of cutthroats that are out there. And I want to catch an actual native rainbow trout in its home territory, same with a, with a brook trout. And, and I just, I love trout fishing. And that's what this podcast is going to be about. I'm going to interview fishing guides. I'm going to interview what uh, some would call the trout bum, uh, you know, fly shop owners and, and people that just love to trout fish. And we're going to talk about trout. Now, I'm not going to get into politics. I'm not going to get into religion, even though I'm a pastor myself. I'm not going to get into moral issues, really. We're going to talk about the sport of trout. And one of the things, too, is I'm a catch-and-release guy. I catch and release 99% of the, the, the fish that I, I catch. I release them. And I'll share a story about that here in the future. But... Uh, um, I do keep every once in a while. If I do keep, I try to keep uh, stalkers. But every once in a while, I, I want to eat, um, you know, wild trout. And uh, I still haven't uh, harvested a, a Gila trout. And uh, they, they, there's a daily limit of two. I do want to do that. And uh, I'm a hunter. And I hunt deer and elk and everything that I could draw a tag for here in New Mexico. And it's not a moral issue for me to, to catch and release uh, but uh, I do see the value in conservation, and uh, I know that can somewhat get a little borderline in politics and things like that, but just know that's where I stand, and um, I'm not going to argue with people about it if they choose to catch and keep as long as they're not poaching. Uh, go for it. As long as they know how to release a trout after they've caught their limit, go for it. You know, just you go and do what you need to do, but um, as far as that is, we're going to talk about a lot of catch and release because that's the most fishing guides are here in New Mexico and a lot of the western states. Uh, we, if we do talk about harvesting a trout, man, we'll, we'll tell you our recipes and everything else as well. But I uh, want to just talk uh, tactics, uh, different types of fishing. You know, there's um, fishing up in the headwaters. There's fishing up in creeks. There's 
uh, fishing in tailwaters, uh, fishing in lakes and, and big rivers and small rivers and, and uh, the difference in catching a wild trout versus a, a, you know, a stock trout versus a native trout and bug life and tying flies and, and you know, nymphing and, and dry flies and all, all that sort of thing. There, there's so much that goes into, into fly fishing. And so we're going to talk all those different things and talk about the history of uh, fly fishing, uh, talk about, uh, you know, just the, the rush that comes with it and, uh, you know, why people fly fish, or the introduction to it, and uh, just to catch trout. That is our goal, is to help you catch more trout. And so that's our first real episode here. And again, it's not much. What I would ask you to do is um, go over to Instagram. And I'm on Instagram right now. I'm trying to build a, a following on that. And I would ask you to go to Instagram and look up uh, the handle uh, trouttalk.co. Again, you go to Instagram and, and you look up uh, trouttalk.co, and that will be uh, the handle there. And um, you could um, follow us. Excuse me, it's not .co, it's trouttalk.co. So trouttalk.co. And um, go ahead and head over there and to follow the page, and right now I only just have a few posts, but um, share it, tag other fishing guides in it, and hopefully we can start to build a following and talk about trout. Thank you, and have a great day.